Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone, to HMG Podcast. This is your host, Hashem Mingari. I hope everyone is doing well, or if not well, maybe great. And you know what? If you're just doing okay, that works too, right? Um, I have not hosted or posted on a podcast and feels like a, an eternity. It's been a few weeks. Um, it's a lot been going on. You know, work is kind of slowing down a little bit, do a lot of public speaking um, in school. So that kind of kept me busy and just all a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm sure I'll spill my guts about everything, but um been going to the gym a lot. So, you know, that's also trying to make sure I'm carving out some time. But today I, I wanted to really just tap in um, because so many things have been happening over the past few weeks since I've been on air. And um, unfortunately, it's it's this, this school shootings, you know, um, and all of the things that are taking place around the country that it's kind of hard to just, you know, pretend and live your life like everything is normal and um, when it's not, right? You know, for some people, uh, things will never be the same again. And, you know, whether it's the family members of, of the victims or the survivors, um, you know, just, just life never, it will never, ever be the same for so many people. And it doesn't even have to be about school shootings, right? It, it can be, it, it can, I don't want to minimize it and say, well, it can be something as small as, because what's small to one person can feel like it's a, a mountain for someone else, right? But when we go through those experiences and when we have those experiences, that we just are really shaken to our core and we know it will never be the same. How do we continue to function and not just survive, but live? And so that's kind of the conversation that I wanted to have today. What do we do when we're dealt with something and we know at our core, it will never be the same? And the the truth is when those moments happen, right, and they will probably happen for each and every single one of us at some degree or another. And part of, you know, if you've listened to my, my podcast, part of what I'm always talking about is how do we get through those difficult moments? And, you know, I, I, I preference it and I don't say how do we get over, right? Because we don't get over it, but how do we get through it? And how do we continue to keep our sanity? And so today the, the conversation is saying, you know, the reality is it takes time. And how much time? Well, that's kind of hard to quantify. But we know for a fact it's going to take time. And I think as long as we can keep that in the back of our minds, in the forefront or in the back of our minds, and just remind us, right, whenever we're going through something, just say, this is going to take time. This is going to take a long time. But as long as my perspective is saying, you know what, 
I think at some point, I think I'll be okay. Or at some point, I think I'll be able to cope a little bit better. That's just like the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just That's just hope. That's hope speaking. Saying, I don't know when that time is going to happen. I, I, I know it's not today. I know it's not tomorrow, but... I know this is going this this is going to take some time. And if we have just that hope to just say I'm praying, I'm believing that I can in time find myself again. And that's important to give yourself time. Give yourself time to go through the gamut and the wave of emotions. Right? And so um, you know, when I think about the the shooting in Texas and how horrific and how horrible um that must be for those parents, right? Um, to know that their little ones are in the building, and you know, we now we we know that the police were arrived and they had to wait on. They, they didn't go in. And, and that's a whole nother conversation that I'll have in a second or two. All right. But just people, we, we need each other. We need to, to make sure that for those who are going through something difficult, they, if, if I've got a little bit of strength and I know that your strength is, is pretty sapped and you, you're pretty out of it, then I've got to be there for you. And guess what? I know I can't be, your end all or be all, but I have to try to fill in that space and that void to to be there in the best way um, that you'll allow me to be, right? And I'm hoping that when I'm in that place, God forbid, right, that there will be someone who will step in because I know when I've gone through my, my, my low points in life, I was surprised and I was overwhelmed at the amount of people that have showed concern and checked in and were there, you know, people I had family members um, when I went through something, right? Not nearly on the extent of, you know, like what we're talking about with people losing loved ones, right? Because I've been through that. But in this particular instance, I just remember just people being there. There are people I haven't spoken to in years or people that, you know, we're relatives, but we just say, hey, how you doing? And you might get a text from them once a year, every other two, three years. But when I was going through some stuff, they were right there. And I was just like, how in the world did that happen? Like of all the people in the world, I did not expect you to be there today. And you were there yesterday and get, you came back tomorrow and you and just was chilling. And I was just like heart overflowing with just gratitude. So I just want to remind somebody, listen, we know that there are people going through something. They need our help. And sometimes they they don't know they are, they are not going to ask for our help. And we have to be there. We have to rally all of us, all hands on deck. And we can't just be there, you know, an hours afterward and bereaving. No, they're going to need us. They're going to need us. For some time. And we've got to be there for them. And guess what? When we're doing that. We're going to go through some things in the process of helping them. And I'm just believing that, you know what, it'll come back. So, I mean, it's it's the, the amount of shootings that we hear about in America are so common and so frequent. 
but let's never allow it to be normal. Let's never normalize um, and begin to become desensitized by it. You know, because the reality is there's some old people in Congress, right? I'm an old guy, I'm sure, to, to a lot of kids. I'm an old guy, right? But there are a lot of people in Congress who are truly out of touch. There are a lot of people in positions of power who are really, really out of touch. And I don't believe that this is an issue that Congress can legislate. I don't truly believe it. You cannot legislate hate. You cannot write a bill to remove hate and mental and spiritual um, complex issues. You cannot. It just does not work that way. Oh, and by the way, I've been doing some TikTok videos too. Probably that's the other reason why I haven't been on my podcast. I've been following me on Hashem Garrett on, um, on TikTok. But um, yeah, so this is, you have some real complex issues going on. And the reality is we can't just sit back and say, oh, well, if Congress will do this and now senators and yeah, that's not going to solve it. Yeah, it could help. But I mean, sure. Do we need to get rid of AR-15s and all of this? Sure, we could, you know. But you you raise the limit on the AR-15s. But what about the adults who buy them? who are over the age of 18, but somebody takes the gun. Like you, you can't just say, well, if I just, just get rid of the guns, then I'll get rid of the violence. Yeah. Easier said than done. But what we have to do as a community, what I have to do, right? All of us, all hands on deck, right? Because if we are just bystanders, right? We could easily be just as, culpable as the people who are doing these heinous acts because they're our relatives. They're our neighbors. And you, can you imagine when it's somebody next door who commits it, little Johnny and such and such, you go, shucks, that was my neighbor who did that, right? Now, I'm not saying this was my case, but this is, this is our world. It's not your world or my world. It's our world. Shout out to my guy Sergio out there doing his, his company called Strong. They're doing great, great work out there. Sergio and, and Mia, hoping to get them on the show. Phenomenal, phenomenal human beings doing great work. But you have to just make sure you remember that it's up to us. The people have to make the change. And so we have to check on people. We have to check on them after they go through things, and we have to be um, discernful, have that kind of discernment to understand and perceive when there's something that happened and, and to our family members and our neighbors before they go off the quote unquote deep end and do something horrific to, you know, society at large. Um, again, it takes time. Things will never be the same again, but it takes time. And so the next part is, but what about those cops, right, in Texas? Were they wrong? Should they run in and do something? Public opinion says, yeah, they should have. If you ask me, I would say, yeah, they should have. But I don't know what that, I don't know why they truly didn't do it, you know, why did, when I say they, why did the police didn't, why the chief of police didn't send his, you know, 
Truly, why didn't you send him in? We'll never know. But I will say, being a cop must be a hard job. I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't want to do it. And I, not just because of the, the, the split-second decisions that a person has to make, right? Because the truth is, police officers, they have to, they have to be mental health specialists. They've got to be cops. They've got to, they've got to wear many hats. They've got to be social workers. They have to figure out in a split second, all right, they go to a call, what's happening in this house. And, and the reality is a lot of them are not trained to do it. And I'm not, you know, pro-cops or anti-cops or anything like that. But listen, I wouldn't want to do it. I wouldn't. I was talking with a police officer the other day. I was um, in New York City in Queens, the borough of Queens, and talking with a police officer. And he was saying, you know, every day, this is 2022, as this is being aired in June of 2022. And he was saying that um, every day, 50 police officers are leaving the force in New York City. Some people would say good riddance, right? Um, and then others will be like, that's a shame, you know? But again, I think uh, it's a hard job, really is. And I hope that we get better training for our police officers. I hope that in the future, we don't have to always call the police for everything, you know, and, and right, when it's like some domestic issue, Figuring out, okay, well, if the cops do come, do we bring the police and, you know, other agencies? Because if there's someone who is dealing with a real, you know, classified mental illness, do we send a psychiatrist out? Do we send, you know, other services so the police don't have to, in that split second, look at somebody and go, okay, yeah, you know, this person is such and such, they're classified as that, and or is that just aggression? You know, like, so again, we have to be a part of the the, the solution, right? I don't want to just focus on the problems, but what are we going to do going forward to make this country a better place? You know, we always talk about saving the planet and that's important, but the reality is the planet will be here. If we don't make better decisions, we, the people will perish. You know, the planet will be here. Right. But if we, right, stop, if we don't make certain um, curtail certain behaviors, it's not the planet that's going to suffer. It's the people on the planet that will suffer, the wildlife on the planet. But it's us. So we have to figure out how to make this planet that we all live on. How do we in, improve our relations with one another? So again, life will never be the same, but let's just hope and pray and believe that in time, in time, we'll be able to cope a little bit better than we are doing today. Let's make sure that we're checking in on everybody else, you know, coming to a conclusion with this show today. But let's check on some people, even when they don't ask for help. And let us understand that it is our neighbors, our family members, it's your family, it's your neighbors who are committing these acts. Let's pay attention. Let's 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 figure out um, how do we check in with people, you know, because little Johnny, little Susie, they, they've got some issues. So 
one thing I always try to remind everybody is that you are special. There's no one in the world exactly like you. Whatever is rare or unique has enormous value, and it is the same with you. You are loved. God made you for a purpose and a special task that only you can fulfill. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing, and I hope that you'll tell a friend. I thank you so much for tuning in, and just remember, give yourself time. Give yourself time. Love you all. Stay blessed.